0: Welcome to On The Bounce, where we discuss resilience and its practical application in our lives. Together, we'll discover the tools needed to empower ourselves, develop positive thoughts, and accomplish our goals to become the best versions of ourselves. Hello listeners, and welcome to another exciting episode on The Bounce. And today I have a very good friend of mine, um, a brother in arms, and someone who I've grown to just really appreciate how our relationship has developed, how it grows, in the direction it's still going. Frank Estrada, we have served, we have served together and we continue to uh, build our relationship and our friendship in so many ways. And the fact that I have this moment to take a pause with him and just connect and be part of this organ, be part of this conversation gets me so excited. Frank, thank you so much for being on this uh, episode today. And thank you for taking the time.
1: Samara, thank you for having me on, on the show. Long time uh, listener, first time caller. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate it. You know, I think it's just so it is so exciting to just being able to just uh, take a knee and sometimes being able to have a conversation and reflect, reflect on uh, milestones, reflect on achievements, uh, reflect on just moving forward and just being able to just uh share those conversations so i'm super excited i'm going to take a few minutes and pause and let you talk about who you are your little bit of your background and uh, some of the things that you've done
1: all right so i'm frank estrada um I'm, i'm a very simple person uh so I started out my career in IT and computers, uh, doing computer support, and, uh, and then I transitioned over to cybersecurity, which has been kind of my main focus. Um, I've also been doing a lot with education, uh, both in military and uh, in the civilian side, uh, you know, just kind of like educating the youth. Um, I have a wife and three kids, um, and right now I'm in the middle of working my, my way ahead plan as I transition out of, out of the military.
0: Awesome. Well, Thanks for sharing that. It's I, I almost chuckled a little bit when you say I'm a sim, I'm a simple person because you may think that, but you have so many things going on that you're you're part of and you know, I think I think anything but simple about you because you're you you know, you are constantly motivating people around you. You're constantly looking for ways to develop, um, you know, our generation. And I think that really speaks volume about the person who you are and the influence that you have within your community. I mean, even just that alone, this, you know, how involved you are in your community. I, let's, let's touch a little bit about that and some of the things that you do within your community.
1: Okay, so when you put it in that perspective, <laughs> uh... I do do a lot of things. Um, so um, I mentor at a local high school for their cyber patriot program, program teaching them, you know, cybersecurity methods um, and then they compete with other schools in the state and other schools in the nation uh, for placement. Um, and then I'm also a uh, leader in the boy Scouts uh, where I mentor youth there. I just started my own troop um, just before COVID Um rule of advice for everybody when you want to start a new thing, uh, during COVID it's probably not the best <laughs> thing. Recruitment can be a little bit difficult. Um, nonetheless, uh, we have progressed and, uh, I have a set of, of youth that I, I mentor and I develop and I teach them how to be leaders. Um, so then I, in my, that's in my personal life, in my professional life, um, I do a lot of mentorship with a lot of our, uh, professional cyber soldiers so whether they're coming in as officers or enlisted um i don't just teach them how to do cyber i teach them how to be um good leaders and how to you know be resilient with things uh one thing i've noticed about our generation is that uh they're not very good at uh like i expressing themselves Mm. um that's always it seems to be an issue um you know the common phrase that I hear is, you know, when a soldier gets really upset, well, you know, I should just—they'll—they'll they'll say the term, "I will," I want to kill myself, Let's mm. it and that sounds extreme for our generation. As 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 I'm, I'm getting older, but uh, for their generation, it's just a way for them to express themselves. But we can't take that lightly. There's other ways to express yourselves with, without, you know, using that that terminology. Mm. Um, so it's it's very difficult. You know, I, I had a. I had a, a, an organization that I was literally the senior and my oldest person in the company was 25 years old. Wow. Uh, every, and the majority of the organization was 18, 18 mm-hmm. or 19 years old. So it, it takes some, some real development and saying, you know, let's express ourselves in different ways. Let's set ourselves up for goals because, you know, we have grown up in a society where it's instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not always that easy. Um, one thing I tell everybody I interact with is like, find out where you want to go and come up with a plan to get there, but you may not get there in the most direct route. It's like Mm. taking a road trip. Yes. And then they do construction on a bridge and I got to take a detour, you know, 30 minutes out of the way to get where you want to go. Um, and honestly, my career has been like that, where you know I, I did get frustrated, but I got to where I needed to be and where I wanted to go. And so, at the end of the day, that's that's how I gauge, you know, successfulness, happiness, um, is did I get where I needed to go, and maybe where I wanted to go is not where I needed to go. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of the what I've been kind of seeing with uh, with my interactions lately with 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 youth, especially. Uh, within like scouting as as another is the example. Um, sometimes the youth don't fully understand, like, you know, um, the, the, the phrase many hands make light work.
0: Yes. Like, let's just work
1: together and get it done. And so we try to, we try to enforce those skills and teach them how to be, you know, productive uh, leaders in the community, how to work together, you know, accomplish those tasks, accomplish goals, you know, personal management. So that's, yeah, that's, I think I went off on a tangent there, but no, but it's perfect,
0: <laughs> and we're there's so many things that I'm going to circle back to because you hit the nail on the head as far as the the direction that I will I want to go with this conversation, and it's it's one that is absolutely near and dear to my heart. You know, you know, Frank. You know, I have uh, Layla, who's a 19 year old, and we have our three year old twins, and so being able to have the understanding of what our generation where they are now and how we can help them get to the next steps is absolutely crucial and i think it's important that we recognize and we cannot continue to uh impose our our traditional ways or what we think works or what we felt worked in our generation because we're, we're seeing that it's a it's shifting in ways that uh we have to think outside the box whether we like it or not
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that kind of goes back into like, you know, the, the areas of resiliency. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, the, the, you know, physical, you know, physical, um, physical, I'm trying to think of the word strength, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it's not necessarily like, so with resiliency and the stresses of life in general, like, you know, it's not so much like, you know, being able to like, you know, lift the most weight or run the fastest. It's, it's more of like, are you physically, is your body, um, are you putting stresses on your body that just your body cannot handle, mm. you know, and that plays a factor. So now, you know, you, it's like when you have to go to the principal's office and you get that really sick feeling in your stomach, <laughs> like, you know, you've got to be physically aware to like kind of overcome those things. And it kind of plays into like the mental and emotional piece of that. Um, so like, you know, putting things in perspective, which, you know, has always come up in, in, the, in the military aspect is like, you know let's let's really talk it through let's look at the different point of views um and let's identify it and then as far as like the emotion piece like so i'm guilty of it too so i so for the record i do see a therapist <laughs> i i you know i talk to somebody about my problems i have a friend of mine that i emily that i reach out to all the time and she kind of is my sounding board when i'm like you know am i thinking irrationally or Mm. do I need to be, or, or do I need to, you know, put it in a a different, different light. Um, but like the self-regulation and the self-talk, um, that happens. So like self-talk, especially with like youth, it becomes very destructive. It becomes very destructive with me. So like, you know, I used to like cutting the grass, but I don't like cutting the grass when I'm stressed out Mm. because then I start playing scenarios. So for me, cutting grass is like mindless work. I just follow the line and keep going back and forth. (laughs) Um, And so it goes back to like, uh, you have to watch the self-talk because we immediately go into a negative self-talk. Yes. Um, So we have to kind of counter that with like, okay, am I thinking irrational? And I I do it now because my my therapist has told me how to do it. Um, But like, I don't no longer, I used to get angry when I was cutting the grass. So I'd start out fine. i start thinking, i start getting really mad. And my wife's like, why are you mad? And I'm like, cause I'm cutting the grass. No, it's not it's cutting the, <laughs> cut the grass. because I'm thinking about everything else. Um, so it kind of like, we have to kind of reel it back in and be like, you know, and, and so I have this, these fights in my head sometimes, mm. uh, to where it's like, you know, why am I fighting with myself? Like, yes. like we don't even know what, how this person is going to respond, you know? So we play these scenarios in our head and we kind of become very destructive and then spiritually. So that's like the last one. And the one that, um, so I'm not and I don't speak spiritually from a religious standpoint because, you know, not everyone's religious, but from a like values um, mm. and, and beliefs, you know. So and then also with a spiritual um, aspect of it, like understanding other people's values and beliefs, because, you know, our values and beliefs derive of the way we were brought up. Um, so everyone thinks differently in that mindset and like putting those things in perspective uh, to youth and even to me as I, you know approach higher, higher in the age scale, uh, you know, putting those things in like perspective for everybody. I think that's kind of like a key key component there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you've mentioned, you mentioned resilience a few times, and I absolutely agree that there has to be an awareness. There has to be that self-awareness and there has to be that social awareness uh, when we're talking about being able to handle and, and uh, understand and overcome the moment. So what does resilience mean to you?
1: So to me, it's it's almost like, um, so you ever watch those like World War II dogfight movies where they're like, <laughs> they go into like a deep dive and resiliency is like pulling out of that dive before you hit the ground. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, it's a way for like, it's a coping mechanism, um, but it's a coping mechanism that allows you to kind of, get control of the situation. I love uh, that. Because too often we let the situation get out of control. And so, you know, one of my, one of my great leaders was like, Hey, your Spanish control is three to five, it was three to five minutes It's a military term. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's true. So control what you can control, um, and try to, and then learn from that. So that way, if it does happen again, we know how to like, uh, counter it or like mitigate it in some sense. Um, So that's kind of what resilience means to me. But it also, resiliency also means communicating.
0: Oh, wow. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: So from a communications aspect, like, you know, sometimes we need to communicate effectively to really articulate and get the feedback that we need to kind of deal with the situation. Um, It's when we don't communicate is when things start to really get uh, tough. So, and, you know, from a resilience aspect, like we have to know that, in resiliency, we are not alone. Like there's, there's that someone else to reach out to. Um, so it's kind of like you know building that network um, and establishing that connection with people. That way, you have that um, that uh, support group to kind of get you through it. Because again, like I said, we're we're not alone in 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 resilience. Like there's there's plenty of of avenues out there to kind of kind of help you along the way.
0: I absolutely agree i love that you hit on uh you mentioned uh having that spiritual awareness and also you mentioned being able to communicate and i think why those those two really uh connected with me because when i think about that spiritual awareness connection it's like you said it's not necessarily religious base but it's just having a connection with something that is bigger or different from you right? Being able to have an awareness of something different and being able to recognize that. But then after when we talk about communicating, I, um, I think that this is an area that we are so society-wise, we're very quick to say, let's have the conversations. Let's talk about X Insert insert topic. But then after it's so easy to tap dance around certain certain situations or it's so easy to tap dance around uh, topics that need to be uh, addressed head on. And we come, I've, like I've, I've struggled or I've had situations or conversations with my daughter that I found myself chasing myself and chasing my tail in the conversation because we were never really getting to the point. Every time I felt like we were getting closer to the uh, to the heart of the conversation, it was sidetracked by something else. And and I just felt that I, I had to learn to break away from the distractions in my head, distractions of just everything, whether it be uh, distractions from social media, distractions from some those uh, self-talk that I have with my, myself and being able to be honest with having and communicating the moment and being able to understand what are my triggers? How do I really address those situations? And what is the next step? Not, not what is the next 50 steps, but what is that next step that I have to do? Cause I think we get so distracted by everything else that we realize that you have to take that next step first.
1: That is no, that's exactly right. So it actually happened to be yesterday. Um, <laughs> I about lost it in the office and I was like, you know, like what, like, what are we doing here? And it, it, it's not even, it wasn't even about the situation at hand. Mm. It was about a, a, the underlying problem. And, I, you know, we're, we as humans are notorious for treating um, symptoms and not the actual issue. Yes. And it's, yes. it's one of those things like my, my, I was not angry about, you know, what was presented to me. My, 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 I won't say angry. I was angry. Let's just say <laughs> My frustration was with the process, and like, mm. you know, we're not, we're, we're, there's a, there's a system in place, you know. So the, a lot of organizations have, have very good processes. And what I've noticed with those processes is that uh, the issue with the process is not necessarily the process, it's the, the additional things we add into those processes. Um, and so it goes back to like, you know, trying, you know, the whole, keep it simple, stupid concept, right? Uh Like we don't have to make it overly complicated. Let's, let's discuss, let's discuss the issues. Let's resolve it. And you know, I have it all the time with my kids, like my, my, my oldest daughter, you know, she, I can't tell her anything. So (laughs) my wife is the mediator and I kind of just route it through. Um, So it's kind of like, it's the same thing. Like, and it will, we'll talk around and around and, you know, Mm -hmm. we have that pillow talk, you know, at night, and I'm like, so where did I go wrong? And my wife will <laughs> tell me immediately where I went wrong, um, and I appreciate her for that. But you know, she kind of, again, she'll she'll put it in perspective for me and, and kind of lay it out. Well, hey, like maybe you should approach it like this. And you know, that comes up to another thing, like making those decisions, making conversation with emotion. Yes. Um, and that, that will that causes a much bigger issue. Um, I have gotten better over time. I do have my hiccups, but like making decisions based off emotions, and it's never good for anybody. Yes. Like, let's think with a clear head. You know, I I was always raised like, you know, we've got to, we've got to fix the problem now. We got to fix the problem now. And as I get older through life, I'm like, "Mm, nothing's really that important. Let's, let's table this. Let's get everyone's emotions out of the way. Let's think it through Mm -hmm. and come up with a plan. Yes. Um, you know, I'm reminded of, uh, of uh, so star, I'm going to do a Star Wars quote. Um, Yoda said, you know, uh, do or do not, there is no try. Mm. Um, I think what happens is, is when we tr- say we're going to try something, uh, like we've already have failure in mind. Yes. Where if you just say you're going to do it, you may not get it the first time. But as long as you're like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to get there, like you're going to get there. You yes. just got to put forth the efforts, you know my math course I just took in college right now. Um, so I am not good at math. Uh, I don't, I, 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 to me, um, X plus Y equals three. And that's the answer. is not a complete, it's not complete to me in my my (laughs) mind. It's like, that's not right. But, uh, you know, and I kept what, what frustrates me on that is I kept pushing it off and I kept avoiding Mm. the situation. So, granted I had to definitely put more time into it, but I had to like sit back, apply myself, take my time. Um, I had, I had somebody come in and help me tutoring and get to where I needed to go. And guess what? I did it. Yeah. You know? And that's, and that's kind of what we need to understand is like, you'll get there. It's just, it might take time. Um, and so I, I think I went off on another tangent. So back to you.
0: (laughs) So, no, it's, it's fantastic, and it, it, this is a great segue into my, um, my, uh, my next question, is that as a leader in an organization and being in positions where you are responsible for the well-being of hundreds of soldiers, right? One, how do you implement resilience in your organization, and how do you measure that success?
1: So I, I implement resiliency through
0: presence. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: So I make it a point on my calendar to uh, make space to go visit classrooms and visit, you know, instructors. Um, And so sometimes I, you know, when someone at my level walks in, everyone's like, Oh no, what did we do? And, and I think that's kind of the, one of the bigger issues is like, we should never be present when something is wrong. Yes. We be present all the time. Mm-hmm. So what I do is like I, I try to be as transparent as I can mm-hmm. with with the people I interact with, and and it does several things. It builds that trust, um, and then they're more open to tell me like, hey, what are the issues? You know, now, and and you know, I think it's good, but you know, it definitely stops me from doing my work sometimes. But like I walk <laughs> into I walk into a building, and it's like I'm it's a, it's a revolving confessional. Um, so when people know I'm in the building, they all like stand out in the hallways and they want to, you know, have a talk with me. Hey, can can you tell me about this? Can you, can you give me advice on this? You know, what are your thoughts? And you know, it's, I enjoy it because it's like, I'm developing them. I'm giving them an outlet. And so being that, but establishing that presence kind of builds that trust.
0: Yes. Um,
1: and then they're, they're more resilient. So now they know, like when they bring up an issue, like they're not alone. Yes. Um, I actually just see, I was, it was yesterday, before yesterday, I had, uh, I had two uh, two folks standing outside the building and, and they're like, look, like you may not have the right answer for everything, but we know you care and we trust you mm. to try and get it resolved. And, you know, I will do everything I can within my control to either make the change or influence the change because it all boils down to the culture. Mm. Um, we have to establish that right culture of of you know being a team being a part of something bigger you know accomplishing tasks together um so i i, I visit classrooms quite frequently just so that way i have that opportunity to kind of you know establish that relationship that rapport build that here where they can have that discussion and you know hopefully what will happen is is like they'll in turn do the same thing when they're in that situation and that's kind of like that's always been my my measure of success, my metric success isn't, isn't what I do.
0: Mm-hmm. It's what other
1: people do. And that's, and I've always felt that way. And it's one of those things, like, there's always a sense of pride when, when we see our folks, you know, progress through um, through life and through, you know, the military, um, see them, you know, become something bigger than they know they Bigger than they ever thought they could actually be. Yes. Understanding they have a voice. They have, you know, back in back in my day, it was the whole shut up and color. Uh, <laughs> now it's like, okay, there's a reason behind this. Or, you know, some of those reasons we can't control. Like, hey, this is a, you know, this is just the rule. We have to follow that rule. Um, but putting in perspective and building that trust and like identifying, you know, hey, we may not be able to fix it now, but just know that by you bringing this up, you fix something else for somebody else. Um, so I'm in the middle of of develop. So I, one of the things I do here at the at the uh, cyber school is I uh, I'm responsible for the for content developing content for a course that we just that we're standing up. And so I we have a class that's in session right now. It's going great. Um, and I went back to the classes that provided me feedback on how we could improve the course. And when I found out that the course was doing great, I went back and reported to all those students I spoke to. And I said, look, I said, I want you to know that even though you may not think your training was very good uh, or there was flaws in it, like your your contribution to the much bigger picture um, has had an impact. And now we've been able to implement that. change. So and I think sometimes as leaders, we forget to 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 follow up.
0: Yes. And like
1: provide that. Hey, this was your contribution to the team. Um, so, yeah,
0: yeah that's, no, that's how I do it. You know, that's fantastic. And I love, I mean, you, you hit so many uh, crucial points when we're talking about uh, implementing resilience um, within the, the workforce, but it is what you get out of it is what really determines that measure of success and i say that loosely it is the the results it's the quality of the individual it's the confidence that is being developed it's the ability to understand that despite that i'm the small piece of the bigger picture i'm still valued and having having somebody understand that those are huge critical skills that Is what's going to keep them successful and being able to overcome other challenges as they go into different uh, arenas and or different areas of their lives. So when so when we think about the military as to when you and I came in the military, and we think about the changes, some of the major shifts in the military. um, How do you um, how do you bridge that and? how do you take that and create your own way to influence the future, uh, our future generation?
1: So um, so cyber is unique um, in the aspect of, we have very intelligent people. Um, so no longer is it the, you know, the lowest ranking person is Uneducated. Uh, They honestly, I would say maybe about 40% of the folks that come through the enlisted side all have degrees. Um, So I can only control the culture within my area. Mm -hmm. And so even though there's rules and policy that are, you know, out above me that I can't control, I can soften the blow. Mm. of, of those types of things. So I can, so for example, like when I was in charge of the, the, the small organization, or it wasn't a small, it was a pretty large organization. Uh, we would, we would do different things that not, that was outside the norm. So like, you know, uh, one of the things I did was I took, uh, there's a big convention here in Augusta that, 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 they, uh, that is for cybersecurity and, and, and signal and communications. And so I was able to coordinate like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to not go to class today and we're going to go to this conference and you guys are going to learn about different things. Um, And it's, it's a lot of that outside the box thinking, like Mm. uh, we get stuck in that, like rut of repetitiveness. Like, how do we change it up? How do we make it more interesting? How do we, you know, because it all boils down to morale. Like if they're not happy to be here, then it's not going to, there's, you could do everything you, you want but if morale is low, like, it doesn't matter. It's wasted at that point. Um, and and it, it goes back to, like, you know, what what drives an individual. And so, you know, I had a, I had a soldier who was very um, – he was angry. I'll just say he was angry. Um, and so it was one of those things, like, I tried to, you know, hone in on what he liked to do and kind of, like, focus my attention to him in a way that would promote him to do better. Mm -hmm. Um, as opposed to like, you know, constantly like this whole thing, like we, we constantly like, you know, reprimand somebody for something. Uh, well maybe, maybe we're not being effective if we're constantly doing reprimanding them for the same thing. Maybe we need to look at something else. Let's find out what, what makes this person tick. Um, and that's, so I love trying to find out what makes a person like tick just because it's like a puzzle. Like you've got to kind of like figure it out on how these pieces are gonna to come together and then how you can capitalize on their abilities. Um, so it, it, it's one of those like, uh, you know, in the in the old days of, of, of life, it was the task-based results mm. or now it's outcome-based results. Um, so what's the outcome? And so the outcome may not always be the best outcome, but it doesn't have to be the final outcome. Very right? true so we can always come back and refine it and then get our get the fully desired outcome um where when you're accomplishing a task you it's like it's like tell my kid so I'll go back to grass again tell my kid <laughs> to cut the grass um when i tell my kid to cut the grass he like cuts the grass and he's like i'm done i finished the task and i'm like well so maybe I'm, i like i like my yard to have lines in it so maybe the, <laughs> maybe the lines aren't straight or, or maybe he, uh, he left uh, those Mohawks in the yard or he, I'm like, yeah, I can cut that. Um, it's no longer based on a task anymore. Now it's based on outcome. So mm. now my son understands that, you know, there's two ways to do things in our house, the right way. And again, so, uh, <laughs> so now he'll cut the grass the way he's supposed to cut it. And I don't have to worry about it anymore. Right. So, Again, uh, I I still don't figure out. You know, it's always a a debate with him on how how to get him to cut the grass. I'm still trying to figure out that puzzle. (laughs) But it's it's the same concept, right? So, you know, what is it? What is it going to take? You know, I used to think money was the way to because back in my day, it was
0: always an allowance. Yes. Uh huh. Um,
1: But now I've got to find a new. It's not that's not it anymore. So I got to find out what is it to get him to to do the things I, I want him to do. So. That's kind of where how I how I approach things at this juncture in my life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So earlier you mentioned about communicating and uh, having having the younger generation um, understand how to better articulate um, their how they are how are they how are they trying to articulate a specific event or emotion without taking it to either extreme of the spectrum. So with as you being a leader, how do you encourage positive conversation where you allow that psychological safety, where individuals are comfortable being able to be honest about how they feel, but yet set those boundaries to being able to not get distracted and still being able to stay on, on a path, on a still being able to focus on the direction ahead.
1: So the, the way I do that is, so I will, again, when I, when I come into a room, they kind of get, especially with the younger population, they get like a little bit like uh, nervous. Um, And I, so I kind of, when I go in there, I I let them know, like, you know, I put my pants on just like they do one leg at a time. I've tried both. It doesn't work out very Um, (laughs) well. But I know I, I, it's kind of like, it's, it's the open dialogue. And so like the first time it's a little bit harder mm-hmm. um, just because they're trying to understand. But after I, I continue to, you know, make my presence, like they're, they're a little bit, they're more responsive and they're willing to, uh, you know, bring those, those ideas to me. one, you know, one thing I express to them is like words mean things,
0: Yes, you
1: know, you've got to find another way to express yourself. Um, you know, and so. in in that aspect, like, you know, I understand, you know, you may not actually want to kill yourself. Like I I totally get it. Uh, But like, there's another way to say it, like, you know, Hey, I'm not happy and this is why. And that's kind of like the other part is like, give me context to what it is that you're, you're frustrated about, or, and we, we talk about the negatives or what you like, give me context to it. Because, you know, saying, saying, well, this sucks. Well, it doesn't really tell me anything. I got nowhere to go yeah. with that one. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's kind of a dead end issue. So I'm like, give me context. Let's talk it through. And then let's come up with a plan. Like, um, you know, let's say for instance, there's a, there's a, I don't like the way this thing was handled. Okay. Well, let me go follow up on it and I'll, I'll find out what what happened? Because there's, again, there's three sides to every story. Yeah. Um, and I'll come back and I'll give you the report on, Hey, this is, this is what happened. And again, it goes back to follow up. Like we have to follow, we have to communicate with them. And like, it's not even, it's not even communicate. It's like effective communication. And I mean, and what I mean by that is like listening, like truly listening too often. We listen to respond and not to, not to actually provide feedback Mm -hmm. and what is really needed. Um, And so, you know, we have to communicate and understand, like, you know, we may not necessarily like what they have to say, but, you know, sometimes you just got to take it for what it is. Yes. Um, You know, I, I, I hate hearing the negative, you know, comments come back uh, from students or or anybody I've worked with um, just because, you know, all I ever hear is a negative. And it's like, are we really doing that bad? Well, yeah no, we're not, but we tend to focus on the neg- negativity. That's so I'm no longer on, I no longer have a, a Facebook presence anymore because of that type of thing. Right. Hmm. So it's one of those things like we have to cut those things out of our lives that, that, uh, allow us to think in those methodologies, There's a lot of negativity out there nowadays. Yes. Um, and honestly, like, and I know why they do it because that's how you get ratings. Um, but at the end of the day, like communicate and communicate effectively, being able to listen, um, and like, kind of like removing yourself from those things. I'm not saying, you know, put rose colored glasses and see life for what, you know, as the greatest, you know, there's, there's always problems. But what I'm saying is, is like, there's other ways to approach it. There's other ways to like, you know, listen to someone. And, you know, like I mentioned before, like, I take a lot of time to go do these things. And uh, that definitely means I have to probably stay late to finish up my actual work. But I also believe that it's worth it. And I think when we find something worth it, we tend to provide more time to do it. Um, and we, we, we make it a priority. And I think that's that's the other part is like prioritizing like what it is we're trying to accomplish and communicating that. So like if you have, you know, I, I always come through when I talk to, to people, I'm like, okay, so where do, you, where, do you, where do you see yourself next year? Where do you see yourself, you know, 10 years from now? okay, well, let's come up with a plan on how to get there. What, what, what do you think you need to do to get there? And sometimes they may think that the way they need to get there is not really the way they need to get there just because, mm-hmm. and it's not because, you know, they're, they're, they're ignorant on the process. It's because no one's sat down and explained it to them. Like, yes. Hey, this is how you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you can do, you can get there, you know, through this route. It's, it's, it's like, um, you know, there's like eight ways to get to my house. You know, which mm-hmm. way am I going to take today? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what, it, what we need to understand and we need to focus on is, is that, that aspect of it. Um, and, and like, again, it's always, it's always about effective communication. Like sometimes you just got to like swallow it for what it is and just, just go, just find a solution or find a way to mitigate it or maybe change it completely. You know, yeah. the things don't always have to be the way they are.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I think it's interesting and I'm going to go ahead and uh, be an advocate here or, you know, kind of uh, insert um, uh, a different thought process when you talk about change. And when you talk about um, understanding that it's not always it's all, the result may not always look like what you think it's going to look like. Um, but as a lot of what you are implementing and uh, some of the, uh, the processes that you're um you're putting forth requires you and your presence, right? So as you get ready to transition from the military, how are you? How are you creating a, a culture or a process where this is the norm? So when Frank is no longer there, walking around in the classroom, what are these future soldiers? who is going to be that person that is going to be stepping into those boundaries? And what are you doing to cultivate that as a, as a norm?
1: So the, the way I plan on cultivating it as a norm is like, so uh, I've noticed when you put a title on something, it tends Mm -hmm. to stick and becomes Mm. a standard. Um, So uh, the, the, the running name in the office is walkabout Wednesdays. Oh, Uh, yes. I've seen that. (laughs) So we, by implementing that, what it is that we're doing and like making it a part of the, the day Um, it's going to become the standard because I know that the person that comes behind me is going to look at my calendar and they're going to look at everything that I'm doing and they're going to continue to do it. And so the the one thing that I do like about the military um, sometimes, and sometimes back, I mean, mostly backfires, but this isn't a good way is you do it. You do it once and it becomes a standard. Um, so uh, take that for what it's worth, but you do it one time and now that's you have to do that every time. So um, I will tell you, I think since we have started implementing these Walkabout Wednesdays, uh, we have start to see more and more leaders getting out there and doing the mm. same thing. Um, I, you know, so I'm a part of the technical college at the school. So I've noticed the leadership college is now starting to go out there. We have the, the, the senior staff going out and walking through. So it's starting to catch that, Hey, we need to be more present. Um, because, you know, yes, they're here to get technical training, but we also need to develop them as people and as professionals. Um, it's not just about that one, one facet of of education it's it's the 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 spectrum of education so that's that's kind of how how we're doing it and i know like even my uh my the folks that work under me like they will even go through classrooms and just kind of check on people um so that way you know they can identify things so one thing i've really so this the walkabout stuff is kind of like uh the 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 driving i'm not gonna say the driving reason but one of the the good things that's come out of it is that you can stop the pot from boiling over Mm. just by checking on the pot um so the last thing you want to do is get feedback um when it's too late to do anything about it and then it's stewing and constantly stewing and it's like you know i always you know that's saying things don't get better with time uh or bad news doesn't get better with time like it's that's that's another reason why why i do it is because i want to make sure we can we can diffuse the situation because there's a lot of things we control
0: yes uh, very we true We
1: don't we think we don't control them but we actually do and so like even like you know um when i you know when i do, when i when i do things that uh I'm trying to think of something dumb i've done but like <laughs> it's it's one of those things like you know you, you play stupid games you win super prizes right yeah. so <laughs> There's a, there's an outcome to it uh, and it could be good. It could be bad, but it depends on what you did. Uh, so you got to kind of like embrace that for what it is. And, you know, it, it's funny. Cause we look at certain things and like, I will be like, how did they get to that aspect? And when I start to follow the trail, I'm like, oh, that's how they got to where they're at. And I'm like, we totally missed
0: the, <laughs> the mark. So, yeah.
1: yeah, we missed the mark. So it's, it's, you know, it's one of those uh, I've learned a lot so when, I'm not going to lie. When I first came to this position, I was like, I was, uh, I was disgruntled, um, <laughs> uh, just because you know, I was like, I'm, I'm ty- It's time for me to do something else. But, um, I've been, I've been very fortunate. I have a leadership that will, that lets me kind of do what I want to do, mm. um, as long as the task get done. And so one of the, like I said, one of the biggest things is like culture. And so like, I don't want to sit there and wait for someone to define what the culture should be. Um, mm. uh, let's just establish the right, let's establish the culture. So I, I encourage a culture of growth, a culture of mentorship, a culture of like, it's again, it's not, you're not by yourself. And so, um, one thing I haven't mentioned is I'm, I'm actually setting the, the foundation to start a company after I leave the military and, um, the biggest thing there is culture and establishing those values. And like, yes. if everyone's on the same sheet of music, like the music sounds nice. It's when they're not that it sounds like, you know, an, uh, uh, an elementary recorder concert, you know, where, <laughs> uh, and you're like, you know, my kid did great, but this, they sound horrible. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's that aspect. Like I, we gotta, we gotta like establish that, that Right. What 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 right actually looks like, not what you know someone else has said it should look like. Because again, it's it's not about them; it's about us together. Yes. Um, and it, like it, again, it goes boils down to that team, that team aspect. So I'm really big about team.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. And you know, you you mentioned a few uh, a few keywords that is always near and dear to my heart, and that is um, mentorship, right? So when we talk about mentorship. Um, how do you, um, how do you uh, utilize or how do you influence um, and create a culture that we are mentoring each other and then also using that as a network as well?
1: So uh, I actually did a mentorship breakfast with some, uh, with some leaders last week. And so we did a I found a book, The Way of the Shepherd, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so we, we went through that concept of it. And so, you know, I kind of give them a read ahead so that way they can kind of contribute to the to the conversation. Um, but like, you know, it's one of those, like, we can do the, the, the book thing all day long, but like, it also goes into like buy-in. Yeah. So like. The first thing I'll ask before I, you know, I, I before I, I do any type of like mentorship thing, I'm like, so what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. What do you want to know? What's because if you don't have buy-in, this goes back to like why are we doing this? Yeah. Um, so one of the mentorship uh, things that I'm a part of, uh, they've been really good about providing like the feedback and like what's what I, what's weird about the mentorship piece is like when you do like a mentorship like session, like they're very they're. They're topic focused, but sometimes they seem very random. Mm. Um, And so, what they've done here is they've built a mentorship program that, like, literally builds on top of each lesson.
0: That's awesome. And so,
1: and so, you're constantly going through the process, and you're constantly, you know, reverting back. Oh, I remember when we talked about that. And this is now. This is why this applies. Um, And it kind of gives that. So what? On, you know, why are why am I here this early in the morning to hear someone talk to me? Um, <laughs> so it's, 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 it's that kind of, that kind of thing. So the other thing I, I want to start doing is, uh, you know, we don't always have to do like, it doesn't have to be, you know, a, a mentorship like session. It can just be dialogue.
0: Yes. Like,
1: you know, um, today we're just going to just, let's just talk about life. What do you guys want to talk about today? And just, you know, build that thing. So what do you think about this? What do you think about that? You know, and, and kind of get their minds kind of going because sometimes they'll be like, I never thought about that. Now mm-hmm. I have a question about it. And so it's all about, it's also about exposure. Um, you only know what you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so if, if we start mentoring across, you know, the spectrum, we can actually, uh, you know, make people more aware of, or identify those unknowns, you know, and get exposure. It's kind of like, so what, one of the things, uh, I used to be a part of the the special operations community and like, you never know who's in that community until you get there.
0: Yes. Um,
1: and there's all these other people that are involved in the situation. And so, you know, if we have the dialogue, then we kind of know, you know, what is going on around here. And then, so, and in the grand scheme of things, where do I fit? Mm. Um, so yeah I, I that's how i try to promote mentorship um i also t- i make myself i think i make myself too available if you ask my wife i'm too available. uh <laughs> but I, I you know make yourself available so that way they can reach out and ask us because sometimes so in a group setting uh sometimes people don't want to bring it up yeah don't want to ask those issues okay so then i'll make myself available you know outside so that way you can ask those questions of me um i've been very fortunate i've been able to develop rapport. Mm-hmm. uh, rather quickly. Um, so I, I, yeah. So they'll reach out to me all the time and, and it's great. You know, I, I will never not answer my phone, um, unless it's like a robocaller, but I will never not <laughs> answer my phone because, you know, you know, I, I, I made a, I made a promise and I, you know, I tell them, I tell them I'm, I've made a promise to like be there. If you mm. need me to be there, I will be there. Um, and so like, it's kind of like, uh, but even from that aspect, like even mentors, mentors need mentorship, right? Mm -hmm. So just like a therapist sees a therapist, um, it's the same, same thing. And it's kind of like to balance, to balance each other out because, you know, as humans, it's, it's in our nature to take on other people's issues as our own.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: And so you have to kind of like find that balance to, to, you know, talk to your mentor. And it's just kind of like this, it's like a vicious cycle, right? So you're just kind of like, everyone's talking to each other about the same thing uh, to kind of get ahead of, of what's happening and how to get a grasp on, on life, life in general. So uh, that's, that's kind of been my approach.
0: Yeah, I love that. And you know, it's funny, cause I was talking about this yesterday is that, you know, so, um, sometimes leadership can be physically or mentally exhausting especially um, in positions, there are certain positions where in order for you to be effective, you have to show up and be on. You have to be ready. There's there's very little room where you can half-step because that you lose that authenticity. You lose that ability to be to be genuine in that moment. So it requires you to show up and be your all. So when you talk about having that vicious cycle of being able to talk to someone, to talk to someone, to talk to someone, it's crucial because there are many times that I'm sure you go home and you're just exhausted, not physically exhausted, but just mentally exhausted um, because it's just one of those things that leadership, it requires all it, it requires you to be uh, present almost a hundred percent of the time
1: <laughs> yes and that's kind of so back to like the youth aspect of it and that's kind of what we've been doing in like so on, on the cyber Patriot side of the the house uh, we have like we, we establish like team leaders and that you know the different kids do do various uh, you know whether it's a Linux system uh, Windows system or networking um, we try to promote that, like that hierarchy to where they're like working together and like developing each other. And so, you know, sometimes that, the the smartest, most confident person may not be the right person to be that leader. So we rotate them through, you know, same thing in, in the scouting, uh, there's a, there's a hierarchy of, of, uh, positions. So we'll rotate them through the process so that way they all can get that exposure on how to like develop. And so what, one thing I do like about, uh, the scouting program is like, it's youth led. Mm. So it's now youth led adults supervise. Uh, cause, cause they can, they, they do some things that make me question what, what, why they did that. <laughs> but, uh, it, it's one of those things, like you get to see like older youth developing the younger youth. Mm. And that's where to me, that's where it starts. So I used to, I'll tell you a story. So uh, when I was, uh, in my earlier days, I was, I used to want to be involved in politics.
0: Uh, Okay.
1: uh, And I found out really quickly, like politics is ruthless. I don't want anything (laughs) to do with it, but, um, but it was like local politics. And so I used to always like argue with people about different things. And so what I realized was like, I sometimes I have less, I'm less effective if I try to change an adult
0: Mm. because they are,
1: they're kind of set in their ways, especially when they're at my age. Right. Um, But if I teach someone how to be, you know, morally straight um, as a youth, I have more impact because now it carries on with them. I teach them the values. I teach them, you know, how to be a productive citizen in in the community, how to be, you know, the, the you know, respectful, you know, the, the, simple things like respectful, um, like it, 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 works easier with the youth because they're, 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 I don't know how to say their brains are like mush, but it, they're absorbing everything. Right. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. and so like, that's the key. And so like, when it comes to like, even culture, like we, if we focus on the youth, the culture is going to fix itself because they're wow. going to have that mindset.
0: Yes, um, And that will be the norm.
1: And that will become the norm. Exactly. Yes. So like, so we talk about like, you know, and, and, and we talk about this here all the time about like cyber and the culture, like the culture of cyber will not truly be a, um, a mm. solidified product until we have a cyber pure mm. uh, leader. And mm. what I mean by that is because right now we're young. Yeah. So like there's, there's, so everyone's got some kind of background, but the ones that we're molding to go through and and get to that rank, we're gonna see a huge. I believe we're gonna see a huge shift in the culture and the way we mm. conduct our our business. And I think that's great because you know what worked ten years ago doesn't work today. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's a it's it's a process. And so we can't. I, I think that's one of the things. It's like you know we talk about like in the military, you get up you know do six, PT at six thirty in the morning. Well. Um, that's fine. But if you look at the way the, the army has changed now, like, you know, back in the day when our soldiers failed an AP, uh, physical fitness test, like it was our responsibility. We yeah. were, even though we didn't fail, it was our responsibility. Um, But now it's become a, now we, that individual is responsible. It's no longer on the leader anymore because right. we've given them all the avenues to do it. And I think that's great. You know, we're, we're giving, we're giving people more ownership. We're, and with that, we're creating their own creating their identity yes you know um there's a lot of uh, you know i'm glad i'm i don't think i'm going to be one of them i hope i'm not one of them uh but i know like a lot of my uh, peers that that will be you know retiring here soon like some of them are going to have a real hard time oh yeah uh, but uh, you know i've come to the 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 idea now that you know i'm my own person yeah like i now write this next chapter it's all on me and uh you know I may be horrible in English is my first language, but I'm really horrible at writing. Uh, <laughs> like I get to write that chapter and like, I don't have to, I don't necessarily have to use what was inbred with me, embedded in, or embedded in me when I joined the, when I joined the military service. But what I can do is I can take the bits and pieces mm. and make that chapter more exciting.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so, you know, one of the things we talked about before the show was the, the, you know, business aspect versus the military aspect. And so there's, there's definitely differences. Um, but if you look at the grand scheme of things, there's also a lot of similarities Yes. So you know, with structure and all, and, and all the other facets of it. And like, I think like we have received that experience and now it's time to take those bits and pieces and make this really awesome product.
0: I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, that's beautifully, beautifully said, and I, abs- I mean, I absolutely agree with you. And you know, and I, then I hope that people are able to understand and appreciate that it's not that, you know, it's not that this a, change is a bad thing. It's what you do with it, how you create that next chapter to move forward. So, you know, Frank, I thank you so much for coming and being and having a moment to be on the show. I really appreciate just your words of wisdom and being able to share your insight on how we are molding and really setting our future, future leaders up for success. I do have one question that I want to close out with. And that is, what is the one thing that you wish you would have known when you either began your career or your journey? And what kind of advice would you give people who are either in your situation or possibly starting off?
1: So first of all, thanks for having me. but so I would I would go off of and, I, and honestly I was somebody putting this in perspective to me uh, earlier this week. Um, so there's that saying the grass is always greener on the other side, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so sometimes it's not. And what I mean by that is like maybe you just need to water your grass a little bit more.
0: Wow. You know it's
1: not about just jumping ship and going to something else. Um, so it's it, if I would have known then what I know now is take ownership. Mm. own what you can take ownership before someone else takes ownership and puts it in a direction you don't want it to go. Um, and take care of your, your, um, your people, um, and and they will perform to the best of their ability for you. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I, I wish I would have.
0: That is fantastic. I mean that's absolutely everything in an, in a, in a nutshell and really just brings everything that we talked about together. Again, thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for being on the bounce uh, podcast. It's it's always great to see you.
1: Thank you. You have a you have a good evening.
0: Thank you. As always, Thank you so much for taking the time to join us and listening to On The Bounce. If you would like to read more on the topics discussed in today's episode, I have included the links to the research I have referenced in the episode description. Please feel free to share your thoughts and leave a comment. And as always, see you next time.